0: You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast, and this is episode number 47. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingastars.com Backslash Podcast. Hey Star Chasers, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm your host Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creative entrepreneurs who want to leverage their talents, their skills, or passions to create their own business opportunities. And it goes down here every single Wednesday with inspiring interviews featuring amazing creatives. And then there's solo shows where I share bits of my own personal journey, as well as actionable strategies that you can try out for yourself. Before we dive into today's topic, I need to let you know that this episode is sponsored by The Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal setting, visualization, planning your day to day and regular review to help you get from idea to done. To learn more about The Visionary Journal, you can visit visionaryjournal.co. This episode is also brought to you by the Procrastination Detox Challenge. This is a new challenge that I have going on. It starts January 14th, and in this challenge is the five-day email challenge where you'll learn why you procrastinate, simple strategies to help you overcome it, and how to start executing your ideas now. Every day for five days, you'll receive a challenge email with day's lesson and a short actionable assignment. You'll also receive a link to the daily live session that's happening inside of Star Chasers United. And it's where we're going to deep dive into the topic and you can have any questions you have answered. So again, it kicks off January 14th, which means you need to go register like now. And you can do that by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash procrastinate. Okay, well, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, happy new year. Happy 2019. We are finally here. If you are a longtime listener, then you will know this is our first episode of 2019. I took the holiday off just so that I could have some time to decompress, to plan what I have going on for 2019, spend some time with my family, and really just relax. And it was a really chill and nice holiday season. No drama, very little stress. I spent a lot of time watching TV and playing Pokemon or actually arguing with my husband and my son over whose turn it was to play Pokemon. But uh, it was a really good time. I'm glad that I took that time off. December is usually a really busy time for me because of planner season. And I'm usually at the end of a production run for planners. And I didn't do that this year. And I don't know, guys, there's there's a it's making me rethink uh, how I plan out the year specifically around planner season and and how I handle production. So I'm really thinking about, ooh, maybe I need to start this earlier in the year. That way I can take some more time during December and really, really slow down and think and plan and get ready for the next year. I don't feel as frazzled as I have in past years. And that feels amazing. I actually feel really ready to take on 2019 in my mind. In practice, (laughs) not always so much because there's a lot of work that needs to be done but I feel confident about the work and so it's it's good and I think that this topic that we're going to be talking about today is right on par with probably where everybody is mentally because here we are we're at the start of a new year and you know what's on everybody's mind goals big goals little goals impossible goals we are all thinking about what we want to accomplish during this next trip around the sun. And if you're not, what what are you doing? What do you have going on? Because we're here. We're at the, you know, it's a brand new shiny slate. The next 300 plus days, like there's so much possibility that exists in this coming year. And I think to a certain degree, the excitement about that is warranted. Now, you know, there are people who are like, oh, at the beginning of the year, there's nothing special about January 1st. And I agree, you don't have to wait until January 1st to start planning goals or to enforce new habits or create new resolutions. But there is something just very, very alluring about a clean slate and having that fresh clean slate to work with. And I like this energy at this time of year, so I'm going to run with it. During my time off, I had this aha moment when I was in the car one day, And I was driving and I was thinking about goals because I've been thinking about all my plans that I have coming up this year and specifically about smart goal setting. And one, how have I never talked about that on the podcast? (laughs) That was one thing. But then another thing that came to me was I think there's some instances where we may be unintentionally setting ourselves up to fail when we use the smart goal setting formula because I think we're overlooking a really key piece of that framework. And that is the inspiration behind today's episode. And so let's talk about SMART goals, because we need to talk about this. This podcast is over a year old, and I'm all about setting goals. And I don't know how I have neglected to have this conversation. But here we are. What is a SMART goal? Now, I am guilty of making assumptions that People know all of the same things that I know, and I realize that's not the case. So let's start at the top. SMART is a framework for goal setting, and it was created by George Duran. It appeared for the first time in 1981, and it was taught to businesses to help improve the chances of succeeding in accomplishing a goal. And of course, if businesses are learning how to successfully accomplish goals, the rest of us want to apply some of that concept to our lives. So at this point, it has been adopted for use by people all over the world, and it's widely used as a simple tool to help people set achievable goals. So it really is just a framework, and there are so many different interpretations of it because SMART is actually an acronym, but I like to use specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. If you did a Google search, you would find so many different variations. A lot of the variations are around the A, the R, and the T. So you may find A is for attainable or achievable. The R could be, in some instances, relevant. I've seen the T for timely. Uh, There's another one, but I can't think of it right now. But the words that I like, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. That's the definition of SMART that I like to use. And so let's talk about what some of these things mean. So specific. Specific is really asking, is it clear what needs to be accomplished? So when we're setting this goal, we're thinking about how it needs to be written out. Is it clear if you were to state your goal to me what it was that you were trying to achieve? And If it's not clear immediately, it's sometimes helpful to ask yourself the five W's. So the who, what, when, where, and why as a way to break down the different parts of your goal and really get clear on what it is that you're trying to achieve here. No more vague goals. No more goals that are kind of half-assed and and thrown together. We are doing specific goals in 2019, okay? So make sure that your goals are are really clear what it is that you are seeking to accomplish, what it is you're trying to achieve here. The next letter in SMART is M for measurable. And with the M, we're really thinking about how would we measure progress? What metrics specifically would we use to determine if this goal has been met? Because you don't want a goal that just goes on and on forever and ever. Amen. As my grandmother likes to say, you want to make sure it has Some an outcome that you can actually define, that you can measure, that you can track in some way. A, A is for actionable. And this is one of the letters that I said is usually, is interchangeable. A lot of people have a different variation for it, but actionable, I like to think of it as asking, is it clear what action needs to be taken to accomplish the goal? So if you're going to read 20 books in a year, the action that you're taking is the actual reading of the books, sitting down and opening those books and reading them. R, are for realistic. Is this goal achievable with the current resources and your current circumstances? And I think this is really important. And sometimes we set goals and we overlook whether or not the goal is realistic. And I think that this is completely how you set yourself up to fail because sometimes we have goals and they seem really good in our minds. And even on paper, they might be a smart goal technically, but it's not realistic for where we are right now today. And that I think is a a really key point that I want to point out for you. is sometimes we set goals and it might be realistic six months from now. It may be realistic next year when we have more skills or we have more money, but it's not realistic for the place that we are right now. And that's really important to make sure that you're setting goals that you can actually achieve with your current resources and not resources that you're hoping to have several months down the line, or for circumstances that you're hoping to change several months down the line. So pay attention to whether or not you're setting goals that are in fact realistic. And then the final letter is T, which stands for time bound. And we're just asking here, does your goal have time constraints or a deadline? Because listen, if you don't have time constraints on your goal, if it doesn't have a defined deadline, it can take as much time as it's gonna take and your goal will continue to expand to fill all of the time that you allow it because you did not confine it with time. So make sure that your goal always has a deadline. And that is a really quick rundown of the SMART goal-setting criteria, making sure that it's specific, measurable, actionable, realistic for your circumstances, and also time-bound. And if your goal checks out against all five criteria, you've set a goal that you can actually achieve So go ahead and pass go, collect your $200, and let's get it. And I think that the framework for SMART is really useful. It's a great place to start when you're trying to get serious about goal setting. And for people just starting out, I want to point out this aha moment I had with the SMART goal setting. I want you to pay closer attention to the A in SMART. Because action is where the magic happens. And I think this is like a key thing that we are overlooking and not putting enough thought into and it can make all the difference in how we feel about the goals that we're trying to achieve so i want to call this part of the show making the a and smart action-based because i think that there's a key difference here when we think about smart and as i said i like to think of a as actionable or action-based sometimes we set goals that aren't actually action-based goals they are in fact outcome-based goals and there's a difference. An action-based goal, when you think about action-based goals, you're thinking about habits or activities, focusing on the process, the actual actions that you're taking. For example, making sure you go to the gym three times a week for one month. That's an action-based goal. The entire goal centers around you going to the gym three times a week. And over the course of the month, that's roughly what, like 12 12 gym sessions. So at the end of the month, you can tell, did you do your allotted gym sessions? Did you go to the gym 12 times this month? Yes or no? It's kind of like a pass or fail, but you can tell right up front whether or not you did the required actions. And these are all things that you control, you have influence over. So going to the gym. Did you go or did you not go? On the other side of that, we have outcome-based goals. And an outcome-based goal is focused on the result. So an example of an outcome-based goal would be wanting to lose five pounds in 30 days or five pounds in a month. That's an outcome-based goal because the entire goal centers around you losing that five pounds. The problem is that outcome-based goals can really be demotivating because you don't have complete control over whether or not you actually achieve your goal. And since you don't have direct control over your ability to reach the goal, there's a higher likelihood of failure. And that is when you start to spiral and beat yourself up over the goals that you didn't hit, even though you did the required work. An easy example pointing out this is going back to weight loss. There are times that despite your best efforts to eat clean to do all your workouts consistently, to drink your water, sleep properly, all of those things. You checked off all the boxes and you can still fail to reach a certain goal or a certain clothing size by a certain date. And this happens for a variety of reasons. It could be, you know, our weight fluctuates daily. You could be retaining water. Maybe your hormones are out of whack. There's a lot of things. But my point is, your actions don't always have control over whether or not you reach the outcome. And that's why outcome-based goals can really set you up for disappointment, even when you've done your best. Because the entire focus is on this one specific prize. You are just trying to get to the outcome. You're not focusing on the actual actions that you have to take on a daily basis consistently to make it happen. And this is why personal trainers suggest that you focus on the process and look for non-scale victories like your clothes fitting looser or your ability to do your cardio for longer to be able to do more burpees or more push-ups, versus staying focused strictly on what the scale says. And it's really unfortunate because so many people beat themselves up when they don't reach a certain goal, not realizing that they set a goal that they can't always influence. And I've been guilty of this in my own business, especially when it comes to setting financial goals or goals for how many people I want in my courses or my programs when I launch. And I don't want this type of disappointment for you. So let's talk about how we can do a better job of putting action-based goals into practice, because I think that's the solution to our smart goal setting problem is to really choose more goals that are based on actions that are within our control. And I'm not saying that you should completely abandon outcome-based goals because they are useful, they have a place, they are necessary, but I think that action-based goals can be used in support of an outcome-based goal. You're still working towards your desired outcome, but you're no longer just focused on that result as being the only prize. You are also giving yourself credit for every time you do the action and when you do it consistently. And I just mentioned like planning a product launch. So think about this. Instead of solely focusing on getting 25 new people into your course, you'd be putting more focus and more emphasis on the actions or activities that you need to complete every day to generate enough interested leads. So maybe you try to connect with people, a certain amount of people every day, or maybe you do a certain amount of lives or record a certain amount of podcast episodes leading up to the launch, whatever it is. It doesn't just have to be, oh, I just want to focus on the 25 people. You're giving yourself more time to focus on the actions and you're giving yourself credit and you're feeling happy and satisfied about the fact that you showed up every day and did that consistent action that you said you were going to do at the beginning. And that way, if it doesn't happen, You know that there's something within your control that maybe you missed or maybe you overlooked or maybe that you could do a little more of next time. And when you go back and you are reviewing how this product launch went, you have data. You know which actions moved the needles. You know which things didn't actually give you that many results. And when you go to repeat this process, you know where you want to put more of your time and energy so that you get the type of outcome that it was that you wanted in the beginning. So I think outcome-based goals are great, they're fine and dandy, you wanna get the results, but keeping your, your goals centered around actions also gives you additional data for you to study later on and try to figure out what worked and what didn't work. Okay, so here's what I think you should do now. It's still early in the year, you have goals, maybe you have started working on some of them, maybe you haven't. I encourage you to look over your goals, go back and look them over, And decide if some of them would make more sense if they were action-based versus outcome-based. And then take a really close look at any goals that you have determined, like these are outcome-based goals. They need to be outcome-based goals. Figure out how you can use an action-based goal in support of that goal. So again, just thinking about like what kind of actions can I take that's going to prop up this goal and help me reach that desired outcome instead of just saying like I want to make $10,000 by XYZ date. Let's actually think about, you know, how can I take action that's going to best support that? How can I show up every single day between now and my date and do work and serve my community so that I can reach that $10,000 goal? And most importantly, make sure your goals are written down and that they're visible to you. Research suggests that 3%, only 3% of people write out their goals. And the statistics of people who achieve their goals versus those who don't is even more dismal. Like over 90% of people don't achieve their goals. They give up on their resolutions in like the first month. So give yourself all of the advantages that you can because I always say, I believe in possibility. And I, I definitely think that if you have a goal, It is totally doable for you if you have made it smart and if you have created an action plan for it, which is what we're going to talk about next week. So I just want to remind you guys really quickly before I sign off the procrastination detox challenge that is happening January 14th. There's still plenty of time to register. So make sure you go to keepchasingthestars.com backslash procrastinate. That will get you on the list so that you get the daily challenge emails you can also jump into Star Chasers United. Go to starchasersunited.com, and that will give you access to the daily live streams about the challenge. And I think that this is perfect time to talk about procrastination and how we can take action and get our important work done while we're still at the top of the year and we're all fresh eyed and bushy tailed. So go ahead and do that. Keepchasingstars.com/backslash/procrastinate, and I will be back on the airways next week for another episode but until then go out there and pimp your brilliance